0: and welcome to The Weekend Primer. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Aaliyah Kidd, Miles Danhausen, and Brett Kosmider. How are you guys doing? Doing good.
1: Sweet. Doing well.
0: Brett, this is your first time on the podcast, but I feel like people might already know your name considering we've talked about you before. Uh, You're the director of Peninsula Filmworks, and uh, this is your first time on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, so we, we're we going to jump in, talk about a couple of the weekend's events, uh, and then we're going to pivot around a little bit and talk about what's open in Door County right now, what's coming up new this year. This is kind of our, our spring preview, getting ready for the summer to really hit and for the season to really begin. So why don't we start with the weekend events? Uh, we've got two big ones for sure that are coming up this weekend. Uh, we have the Door County Half Marathon and Nicolet Bay 5K, which is happening on Saturday. Uh, Miles, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Uh, yeah, I am the course director for that event. Uh, it's our 12th annual event. And uh, yeah, we're expecting about 2,300 runners in Peninsula State Park between the two events. So it's going to be packed in Northern Door County. And luckily, it looks like the weather's going to knock on wood, but hold out for us on Saturday. So as bad as it looks today, should be pretty good on Saturday. And we're gonna talk a little bit about kind of the the economic effects of
0: the half marathon on Friday for the Friday podcast, uh, because that's a pretty big part of it too. I mean, like you just said, we're bringing a ton of people up into the county and that, you know, businesses are opening up early mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So why don't we just talk a little bit about the event itself? You gave us kind of a, a preface for the event's history last week, but it's gonna be all hands on deck for us this weekend. Uh, Aaliyah, you're running, Miles, you're coordinating. Brett and I are gonna be there with video cameras doing silly stuff. Uh, Aaliyah,
2: how many times have you run?
1: Uh, This will be my seventh year in a row, so I can never stop.
2: (laughs) And this is where the half marathon works out really well for Door County because we attracted Aaliyah up here to run that race and then we roped her into working for us. So that's (laughs) that's our workforce attraction model here at The Pulse.
0: Brett, have you run the half marathon before?
2: Uh, I actually have run the 5K and uh,
3: for the first time last year. And that's because, as you mentioned previously, uh, I was um, committed to filming it or doing something with the camera in some way. So right. last year I said, I'm actually going to run it. And um, it was pretty cool. Um, everything that everybody says about the event is absolutely true. It's awesome to be running through the park and having so many like-minded people uh, all enjoying a beautiful day. Uh, it truly is uh, a run in the park and it's something to behold. And that's that's my excuse for not running too, because I always tell people like, oh, I would love to
0: run. I'm, I'm really big into running, but I, you know, I got to, I got work commitments. I got to have the camera on me. So uh, I'll let somebody else win it this year is usually what I say. <laughs>
2: One thing I would like to mention in this week's issue of The Pulse, Matt Pottis has a great story about uh, Laurel Chihone, um, a local woman who um, had a really bad accident a little less than a year ago, fell out of a window and broke like seemingly every bone in her body and had a really wanted to run the half marathon to prove something to herself and kind of aimed high. She's not going to be able to, she hasn't recovered enough to run the half marathon, but she is going to kind of walk shuffle the 5k. Probably going to take her a while, but I mean, given everything that she's gone through, it's pretty amazing that she's going to be able to do this. And that for me, as somebody who puts this event on and you do so much hard work to pull this off, it's so cool to see people use this event as a, as a way to achieve something, or in this case, kind of prove to themselves that they can can get back and and do something that they love to do it's always uh there's always a few instances like that at the finish line that get gets a little dusty down there so. Well, we've had stories like
0: that before too. I mean, it's a testament to how important people perceive this event to be as like uh, not only a personal milestone for them, but also the beginning of, of spring or the beginning of a new chapter. Uh, we we talked to people last year who had been running since the very first half marathon, who were in accidents over the winter, but you know, trained the best that they could to be able to get out and at least walk it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really cool to hear those kind of stories and to to see how uh, important the event is to people.
1: Yeah. I always love running this event. It's the first event of the year for me, typically, and it's the one that I use to motivate myself in February and March when it's really just <laughs> cold and summer looks really far away. And all the hard work and training ends up paying off for this weekend. The other great thing about this race is it's at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, which other races, if you do a lot of running races, are typically early starts on Sunday morning, which means your weekend kind of have to go to bed early. You have to wake up really early. Yeah, I hate Um, that. So running this event means that you're done by around lunchtime. You can head out into Sister Bay and just enjoy the rest of your day. And you still have your Saturday night and Sunday to enjoy Door County. Right. So I love well, that.
0: And because of the 10 a.m. start, you can still, you know, party on Friday night, then roll out of bed and just run 13 uh-huh, miles. It's exactly. not a big deal. <laughs>
2: And and you've got a crew coming up this year, right, Aaliyah? You got like a pack yeah. house?
1: Yeah, every year I try and rope some people into running it. I tease them with that. It's so fun. We just, we run and then we go, then we go to dinner and we get to enjoy Door County. And it really does get people up here for that reason. So over the years, I've gotten a few of my friends to run their first half marathons up here. And I always just think back, this is the first half marathon that I ever ran. And it is just awesome because you think thirteen point one miles is pretty ridiculous to run. And then you do it and you're like, Okay, it's it's manageable. You can train to run that and it's a great beginner marathon because it is just a really fun environment. It's usually knock and wood, a gorgeous stay and it feels like the beginning of the season. So
0: I don't even like to drive 13 miles. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now that being said, this weekend, I'll be there. Uh, if you see me with a microphone, come up and talk to me because we're doing some projects for uh, the Pulse and for the Visitor Bureau and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, that being said, I am going to run the race and... Uh, I'm going to say it now on the podcast. I'm going to win the race. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the prize is, but I'm looking forward to getting it.
2: There, there are good prizes if you want to win it. There's uh you, you end up walking with like, I don't know, like 400, $500 in gift certificates and overnight stays and stuff. But I'll donate it so you don't need it. I'll donate it back to 200 or to the second place runner. So <laughs> that'll be good. Uh, anything else about the half marathon before we move on? Uh, just that people should know if they want to come down, if they got to cheer for somebody or just want to be down at Nicolet Bay. We do have live music from 11 to 2 p.m. from Open Tab. They're a great little duo. Um, there's food down there. There are shuttles that get you in and out of the park, so you don't have to worry about parking down there. You can stop at Skyway Drive-In Theater or Gibraltar High School, park your car there, hop on a shuttle. It'll take you in and out. And then uh, we will have a detour map published for people in The Pulse this week. That just shows people how to get to the park the easiest way, whether you staying in like north ephraim or sister bay so you can avoid the construction in the middle of ephraim so yeah otherwise come on down and if you can't make it down there hang out at husby's afterwards they're hosting a post-race party in the afternoon at the garage bar with 30 deuce playing all afternoon. Great.
0: Also this weekend on Saturday is the Bay Shipbuilding Shipyard Tours, which is a pretty cool event. I think they do it once a year, right? So it's your it's the public's opportunity to come in and see what they've got going on at Bay Shipbuilding, right?
2: Yeah, and I've always wanted to check it out, but it's always the same day as the and I Half Marathon, so I'm always working from dawn till dusk. But it looks like a really cool event, and Brett, you've been able to make it down there before.
3: Yeah, actually, um, it all started probably five, six years ago, when, um, um, I was invited down to base shipbuilding to do some filming in the yard. And um, since then, I've been inside the yard filming for various reasons, uh, probably about four or five times now. And um, I went to the um, open house uh, a couple of years ago and Bill Shutuar, uh was leading a tour uh, in the shipyard. And he, he said to me, he's like, you better be careful because uh, I knew my way around the yard. And he's like, you better be careful because uh, they might hire you. Because, uh, I mean, like, I'm like, yeah, I know what's in here. The, the, the plasma cutters in this place and the and this is how you get over the big crane and all that. And he's like, you should be leading one of these tours. And um, but it's kind of crazy because as a kid growing up on a rainy day, we would go down and bum around the shipyard, so to speak. We'd go walk by the fences and look at all the big ships being built and everything and mine sweepers and whatever else was going on. And uh, it was always like this big like kind of like bigger than life uh, kind of thing where you step foot onto that property and, and looking at, you know, these immense machines being built. And uh, it's it just kind of takes your breath away when you realize that these huge machines are being built uh, right here in Sturgeon Bay. And uh, I'm, I'm really humbled by it uh, and by all the people that work on it, too. I mean, it's pretty amazing.
0: Well, the the two things that I want to take from that, that that I feel, too, is that like Ship is such a big part of Sturgeon Bay. I mean, you can see it no matter where you are in the town. And you take for granted almost the the magnitude of the, the stuff that they're doing. Like you said, when you actually are up close to one of those ships and you can see exactly how big it is. I mean, a lot of people see it from the bridge when they're when they're leaving or when they're coming in from the winter fleet. But when you're like right there and you're looking up and you're noticing like, oh, this is a couple stories tall and, you know how long a thousand feet actually is when you're there it's crazy
3: yeah and and uh and the other really only other opportunity for people to see these uh ships in in somewhat of a close-up fashion is the winter fleet which um, I think at this point they're all shipped out, but that's when people can really see the immensity of um, the ships uh, in Sturgeon Bay. It kind of takes it over. But the open house is a great opportunity to get in there and um, see exactly what they do. They take you into all the different buildings. Uh, You can get up close to Big Blue, which is the big crane. uh, It goes over a a huge, uh, I don't know the right, is it dry dock? I'm not really, it's not a dry dock. It's a, well, they put ships together there (laughs) anyway. and, And you learn all these terms too. And uh, yeah, the, and uh, the tours are led by former uh, or people that have worked there probably for decades. And they know this stuff inside now. So
2: it's pretty cool. You talked about Big Blue, that big gantry crane that kind of towers over Sturgeon Bay. You've actually gone up to film from atop that, right? And tell me what that's like, because that would scare me to death. Like, I am not very good with heights. But is, do you feel like stable? Do you feel like you need to hold on tight up there or is it pretty safe?
3: Well, uh the story behind that is... um so uh, there was a filming opportunity where they gave us full access to go around the whole yard. And of course, the first thing I'm like going, I want to go up in that uh, being Big Blue. And they're like, all right. And there's a uh, to get up to the top. Um, there's a tiny elevator and I'm, I'm making it sound really luxurious because it's like a few bars of steel wrapped around about the size of a human being. And um, you ride this thing all the way up and uh, you get out. And you have to walk across the entire length of that crane in the open air on um, like a a steel grid that's about um, one foot wide. It's also surrounded by, you know, handrails, but still you're out in the open air doing this. And um, and then you get to the control center or the, the control box that's attached to the top of the crane. And. There's a room for maybe like two guys in there, and it's it's so high up that you can see most of Sturgeon Bay. The Bay Bridge, the you can see all the way out to the bay. Um, it's a pretty incredible view. I can't imagine working up there all winter, because that's usually when they're using the thing, is in the middle of winter. And having that view, but also that responsibility, because when the winds pick up, all the cranes on that yard have to let, uh, go down. And so there's a guy up there who's operating it who has a, a wind gauge, an anometer. But uh, that would that tells him he's the first guy that knows like, OK, it's getting too windy. We all got to go down.
0: Right. Well, and and that shot that you've got of like you walking across behind the the person who brought you up there, uh, we've used it before. People have probably seen it. But what they don't see is like the version that they see in the finished video is stabilized and has the sound corrected and everything. But when you're looking at that, like raw clip, you can hear the wind like blasting and it's shaking because there's so much wind up there like you. You think it's, you know, oh, you go up there and then you walk across and the heights are the big thing, but there's also that like turbulent motion that's going on too.
3: Yeah. Um, it, it probably wasn't the most comfortable, uh, experience of my life, <laughs> but it was really cool. <laughs> well, cool, Brett. Thanks for coming in and chatting with us about
0: the shipyard tours. You're the only one of us who has been able to actually do it because of the half marathon, but, uh, hoping that I can change that maybe next year. Then again, I do get down to the shipyards a lot for the stuff that we're doing. And, uh, it, like, like you said, I, I haven't been through the tour, but I've been able to kind of like get up close to those ships and, and it's a powerful experience. So if you're, if you're not at the marathon, definitely check out the shipyard tours this weekend.
3: Uh, thanks a lot for having me on. Okay. Why don't
0: we take a little break? And then when we come back, we're going to talk about all of the businesses, restaurants, exciting things that are opening up for the season now, or have just recently opened up. Uh, And then we're going to talk about some of the new additions to Door County that are coming in this year or have uh, opened up recently within the last couple months.
3: They called themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood, and metalwork. anything you
2: imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Mackinac Island, uh, worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season.
0: Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the Peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash our Door County. Okay, we are back. So, Miles, Aaliyah, why don't we pivot and talk about spring openings? So there's a lot of businesses that have been opening up recently or are opening up here in the next couple of weeks, getting ready for the season. What what do we have that's open right now that people can go to or what's opening up soon?
1: I've got a full list here, actually. There's a lot of things that are opening this week. And because of the half marathon and it just being the first spring weekend in May, um, so there are some things opening today and Friday and in the next couple of weeks, but what has just opened? recently has been um, Trixie's and Wickman House, which are some favorites up in Ellison Bay um, and Ephraim, and then Taco Cerveza, their third place, is opening this Friday
0: I'm super excited about taco cerveza because like when they were open, I was going a lot. Like maybe like right when they open, I was like, oh, I'm going to go every week and I'm going to go get tacos. But then it kind of died out. And then like, I feel like around November, I was like, man, I miss taco cerveza. I got to get back there.
1: Yeah, that's a very, very summery feeling spot, too. So that will be fun to be able to go out and eat on their deck, hopefully when this spring weather and summer weather finally appears. You've got Door County Creamery opened, I think, last week. Roots and in Kitchen is opening Friday for their brunch and lunch, which looks delicious. Base Camp Coffee is open. Boathouse will be open on Friday in Sister Bay. I think a little bit of coffee in Jacksonport just opened today. So if you're driving through Jacksonport, you can get coffee now, pastries and all of that. Shoreline Restaurant and Waterfront, I believe, opened this week. Island Fever And Jacksonport is open. Island Orchard Cider is open. Goose and Twigs, we've talked about them a little on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We had them
0: in uh, two weeks ago. Mm
1: -hmm. I think they're starting to do their lunch menu now, from what I hear. Um, Culinaria is open in Sister Bay, kind of that grab and go. And I just heard today that Bueno Burritos, which is a new burrito and taco catering spot, they are doing breakfast burritos at Culinaria 10 to noon I think every day, which is kind of cool. Have still to check them out, and then what else we got here? One Barrel Brewing and Wild Tomato. They will be opening later this month. Yeah, I think they actually. Exciting.
2: They might have actually announced a grand opening date. I can't remember. I if think that's it's like like Memorial 20th, Day weekend, twenty third ish or something like yeah.
1: That. Yeah. And then we've also got Hugelhaus, which I just heard about. I don't know much, but they're a German spot, I believe.
2: In the old, uh, I believe the old Fireside location, which was previously the Hillside Inn in Mm -hmm. uh, Ellison Bay.
1: Yeah. They are aiming for June 1st is what I've heard. And then also this month, Door 44, if you're a fan of their wines, they have a second location that's opening mid-month-ish. Where's that at? That will be... Off of Highway 42 on the right-hand side, if you're going north, just past County Road P, where my neck of the woods is right now.
2: Just a little north of Sturgeon Bay, right? Yep,
1: yep. So that'll be exciting to see that space because I believe they have a really nice outdoor area. They've got vineyards right in that area, too, so you can see the, the grapes themselves. So I'm excited to see that. Got Pasta Vinos next week. And I don't know. What else am I missing?
2: Man, that's a, that's a good laundry list. Nice
0: job. Um, <laughs> well, if, and it, it just goes to show that like this is, you know, spring comes and the, the the grass turns green again and the flowers open up and then all your favorite places to go open at the same time.
2: So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's weird because like Sturgeon Bay, it's it's funny how distinct that line is. Like most of Sturgeon Bay is open year round and on some level or another. But as soon as you go north of that, it's roughly half of the business. Maybe it's not half anymore. It used to be probably like three quarters of the business would shut down in the wintertime. And now so many more are staying open all year. I mean, not on that list, but probably right around the corner are places like Parador. Parador,
1: um, yeah. Good eggs I was wondering about.
2: Heirloom. But uh, that's there's just so many that it's I I always kind of wonder what people in other communities when they don't have that seasonal aspect to do, because I grew up with this. And you're just like, oh, winter means things slow down, but everyone shutters up. And then you spend half your winter looking forward to everything opening up and all these new people coming back in town. And now we're in that kind of the season so
0: right uh coffee lab is also opening at the end of may uh, Mm
2: -hmm. and randy
0: has some new coffees and new flavors and stuff that he's bringing in last i was in there they actually were expanding out and putting in uh seating in coffee lab kind of in that little space between coffee lab and uh millworks the clothing shop Mm -hmm. so that might be done
2: for their opening i'm not sure but you can look forward to that this year too Charnuska is opening back up end of May I think too um, oh thank God <laughs> they, <laughs> they've been closed because in in part just because of the construction in Ephraim and it's right in the center of that right. so um that would just be a real struggle for people to get in there anyway so Paul took the opportunity to get the heck out of Dodge for a couple weeks right uh and fika bakery and cafe which is my my
0: plug uh that's my <laughs> in-law's uh bakery they're opening up at the end of May for Memorial Day um and then they'll be open for fully uh, June 1st. And I think Grassy's Grill is
2: open today. So up in Sister Bay as well.
1: Nice. I got a couple more notes here too. Um, Exciting news for us locals that love Whistling Swans casual nights. Tuesday and Wednesday, they said that they will be extending that through May, which means wow. can go some more, grab some more of those Brussels sprouts and yeah, the delicious small awesome. plates. Um, also, starting today, I believe Door County Brewery is in their summer hours, so that means they are open daily.
2: And Blue Ox has got to be right around the corner, which is important because we need to go there and play Ring Toss. They have Ring Toss there? I've been there once. My mind once. is blown here. I've you been there once. I've been there it, once it's for It's two lunch. blocks down the street. Wow. Well, we yeah, we got to get on this, Andrew. I've never actually successfully done it in in hundreds of tries. So, um
1: If you ask the bartender though, they will do it. In one, most likely. It's very impressive.
0: <laughs> they have ring toss inside? Like a yeah. carnival game ring no. toss? No, no, like uh, it's...
1: It's connected to a string on the ceiling, and you have to swing it to loop it on the metal ring hook on the wall. So you just have to time it perfectly to swing it.
0: What do I win? Pride. It's, it's just,
2: just pride forget. that I don't have. Okay. All right. Well, that that's all the motivation I need I've, to get I've in I've never gotten that. that, and I've never qualified never. for the red putter tournament, wow. so... M- um, less of a man. Spent. Have you gotten a dollar up on the roof at Husby's? Oh, of course. <laughs> I've 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 messed with many many people.
1: It does take technique. Um, when we were there last fall. It took me a long time to get the ring toss at Blue Ox, but if you're there at the right time, the nice people are there. They'll buy you a beer once you get it 80 (laughs) tries later.
0: Well, when you said ring toss right away, I was trying to like rack my brain because I remember that uh, the brewing company always has cornhole out. And I was like, is that how's that different? Uh, We talked a little bit about some of the new places that are opening up this year, too. But we have a couple other ones, too, that are going to be coming fresh new into the community. Um, Talked about Wild Takeout in Egg Harbor uh, and One Barrel Brewing. Uh, Those are both opening together. Uh, I've seen the construction going up on those. Um, Speaking of speaking of construction, uh, I finally drove past the Fish Creek Beach and saw that. And wow, that looked a lot different
2: than I thought it was. Not so much like a beach. No, it looks like a quarry. (laughs) It's uh, they are building their new bathrooms there and they have they brought in a ton of fill to kind of bring that beach up to grade. So it's not that steep drop off from the sidewalk. And then they also have to create the new turnaround there. So hopefully I I think their plan was to have that beach pretty much back open and operational by July 4th. But uh, if you looked at it right now. You would think that might be a long shot, but...
0: Right. Uh, Wild Restaurants also opened up Skipstone in Sister Bay, which Mm -hmm. I haven't been into, but I've, I've seen the building. It's a really cool, like, really small building. It's a cool space. Yeah. They also have that new project that they're looking at at the Yum Yum Tree in Bailey's Harbor, and I don't know if they've officially announced what it's going to be, but looking forward to that, another dining option here.
2: They've said like a... What's the word for it? Like a... Wood-fired grill is what Britt had told us a few months ago. I walked by it the other day. It was totally gutted, so they're doing a lot of work inside of that building. But that place is right on the water, and you... You never really know it from going in there because it, it doesn't has never really taken advantage of that. So we'll see if they kind of flip that around and, and use that water frontage. Northern Sky is also finishing their new building yeah. for this uh, summer. Um, and we actually
0: have Jeff Herbs coming in next week to talk to us about their their new building and what they've got going on there. So that should be really cool when that's done. Uh, and then Piggly Wiggly is finishing up their expansion. Have you guys been into the Piggly Wiggly? It's amazing. It is. I, I went in for the first time like last weekend and it's an, it's an entirely new building. It's it's hard to even because when I first thought oh they're expanding the aisles and stuff like that but then you walk in and it's it's one hundred percent a new building.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited for that to be there and be be wrapped up. Also, while I was up there recently, I had been meaning to stop into this place for a long time. But Firefly Outfitters, have you been there much? The wine o- shop. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wine I'm, knives and cigars.
1: Yeah, it's called Outfitters. Like they have some camping supplies in there, which I think is they the do? knives. Oh yeah, <laughs> and maybe cigars and definitely the wine. There's tons of awesome imported international wines, and I was very impressed with the selection. So if you are looking for some um, nicer varieties of wine, or they also have spirits um, that you can't find at maybe you know the shelves of Piggly Wiggly or other main grocery stores, I definitely check there. At Firefly.
2: Speaking of wine and the pig, like it's the thing with the pig is it's, I mean, it's weird that we talk about a grocery store so much up here, but like, you know, for years, Main Street Market has been this great store in Egg Harbor. So if you lived in Sister Bay, a lot of times, especially come summertime, you're like, well, it's an extra 25 minutes, but I'm driving to Main Street because the pig, the aisles were so tight, it was so cramped and it would be, there really wasn't room to check out. So you'd be waiting in line going back into the aisles and it'd be sort of a form of torture going to the pig in midsummer. So we were lucky because we had Main Street, but now it's like just it's going to it's such a relief to people in Northern Door to have a place that's not 25 minutes away that they can actually go to without a feeling of dread in their heads.
1: The one thing that we haven't talked about is it is Kentucky Derby weekend, the greatest oh, yeah. three minutes in sports or whatnot.
2: Get out your hats.
1: Yep. Um, so this weekend, I believe what I've seen is the Bayside has a derby party and so does Sister April. And if Husby's
2: also has a big party for that. That's kind of like, so the inside of Husby's becomes the derby party and the outside becomes the half marathon post party. So it's yeah, they're always kind of
1: combined. I always am wearing my post running clothes and then everybody's dressed up fancy watching the derby. So it's a weird combo, but it's always fun. I shared last week in the Pulse a uh, mint julep recipe, if you're looking for one, because that is the official drink of the derby.
2: I'm going to wear my fancy hat to the half marathon. Yeah, that You should do that. I will. I wonder if any, nobody's ever really done like a derby hat while they run. Oh. Here's, here's a plug. Somebody, has anyone somebody ever, do that.
0: Has anyone ever rode a horse during the half marathon? <laughs> nobody has. Nobody has rode a horse. That, that would, would be, be the next logical step.
2: You can't bring a horse into the park. No. Well, no, you can't. Although all the trails in there were actually, they might have originally been horse trails. So there's always been this um, horse trails groups that wanted to gain access to the park because they're like, this is what it was originally for. But they've never been successful. Yeah. I think in the new plans, I think the actual, the DNR has changed that. So you can have horses in parks, but they've got to work that out yet. But I'm taking us down a tangent. No, that's, <laughs> a, that's such a
0: weird rule thing to know. I you know can't have. But also, who's going to stop me if I show up on a horse for the half marathon? Are you going to stop me, Miles? I'm on a horse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not going near you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that that's just about going to wrap it up for us this week. Is there anything else that you want to talk one about? one more thing that I think is kind of cool is uh, if you're driven by Al Johnson's lately, it's nothing new, but um, they are kind of putting a new face on that building and part of it you can see is kind of the same color as Stabber next door and part of Al's is still like that dark painted look of that log building. Um, what they're doing is they're, they're sandblasting it to remove that paint and expose the original wood underneath so it all matches what they have at Stabber and and it's pretty cool, especially if you like kind of wood buildings and woodworking and stuff. You can see a lot more of the detail in those old logs. So I think it's pretty cool that Al's is doing that and kind of sprucing up the look of the, the front of that building. Um, I would have never known those. It looked so cool once they in, until they started exposing that. So I always like it when places are reinvesting and on deck clothing store is doing a whole new refacing of their building as well, which is pretty cool. Making it kind of taking it back to Mitch Larson, the owner, his great great grandparents who owned that property kind of taking it back to the look that that corner had back then so kudos to those people investing
1: we forgot another holiday this weekend actually Cinco de Mayo oh yeah yeah. (laughs) there is a lot going on this weekend
2: we're terrible Um, we're we're terrible at our jobs guys we're
1: very focused on the half marathon I know If you you
0: can't tell already it's very much like half marathon mode here at the Falls yeah
2: JJ's is celebrating Sunday night they have do
1: they have live music
2: they do have live music and uh you'll People that have plenty of Bernies. Great. Bernies are probably the favorite shot.
1: Yeah. And then I did talk with uh, the folks down at Old Mexico in Surgeon Bay, if you're a fan.
2: I am. The authentic
1: Mexican there. It is truly authentic. The owners are originally from Guadalajara, Mexico have worked in the restaurant industry their entire lives and have brought a delicious, authentic, really fresh, fast as well food to Sturgeon Bay. So they've been open for a little over four years now. Um, this Sunday, they will have some live music, not mariachi, unfortunately, but still live music. Um, they'll have some drinks specials too, which you can see in the article, which will be out on Friday. That place
2: is really cool inside too. If you haven't been inside, mm-hmm. like I, I don't even know how to describe what they've done with all the, the booths and the kind of art in there. But it, yeah. Well, it's the chairs, everything. It's yeah. all, It's all really cool.
1: Very um, traditional Mexican decor. And I did come across an article, I th- there's a muralist who had painted the back wall to depict kind of that old Mexico scene in the back. But yeah, it's really cool in there, very, very fun vibe.
0: We should probably also mention that on Saturday it's Star Wars day, May the 4th. <laughs> so how are we even gonna do, if you wanted to come and just hit all the events this weekend, where would you start and how would you make it through? you probably, you'd have to run the marathon or at least go check it out. Or maybe you could go to the after party so that you could do the shipyard tour in the beginning, right? And as long as you're dressed up as a star wars character you can knock that off the list Mm -hmm. and then cinco de mayo is on sunday yep okay so that's good so you're free to at least do that yes oh boy derby
1: derby day you've
0: got the the derby as well okay so star wars costume with a hat and then you go to base ship building and then you make your way to the the marathon after party then you can do synchro okay Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. let me write this down so that i can make (laughs) sure i hit all the the marks this weekend
2: there's one last thing that we didn't mention. very important note for a lot of people coming up this weekend. Husby's has new women's bathrooms. This is a big deal in some circles, I'm told. I I don't really know the transition, but I did get a, a quick tour of the women's bathroom a few nights ago. Um, no, women were in there. Yeah, it was um, an accidental, was it? You didn't accidentally. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> hey, I have this not, is nice in here. I have not been in there since I had to clean it 20 years ago. It was always pretty disgusting. Women's restrooms are generally dirtier than men's restrooms. Um, I find that hard to believe. Interesting nope.
1: claim. <laughs>
2: There's a lot more paper towel use because guys are not very sanitary. They tend to not wash their hands as often, and so the women's bathroom used, tends to be overflowing with paper towels, which ends up all over the floor. The men, they just don't clean themselves, so it's really it keeps a little bit less paper floating around in there. Yeah, less but, maintenance, but uh, dirtier guys. But I've heard for years that the women's bathroom there was pretty disgusting and it's really nice. They've got nice lighting and and new work in there. So for all those people who have had to suffer for so long, your national nightmare is over. Is there a couch, Aaliyah, can you confirm?
1: I have not been in yet, but I was very concerned and I was about to start a petition because the men's bathroom did get redone before the women's. So it's about time. so yeah, it's been a long time coming.
0: I was told years ago that there's couches in women's restrooms, and I just wanted to confirm it.
1: It's not big enough, I don't think, unfortunately. Be
0: a very tiny couch. Yeah. Well, with that, unless there's any other holidays that we're missing, like, oh no, it's this too. Uh, thank you guys so much for chatting with me, and uh, have a great weekend. I would usually ask where you're gonna be, but I think we all know where we're gonna be this weekend. Um, I'll put together that list, and then we can all try to to hit everything and check off the boxes together. If we split it up, we, we might be able to, to include everything. Potentially. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.